it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hopalong John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes, chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, thank you, Mark Larson, and Southern California, welcome to Rod and Reel Radio. I am your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, we've got, I think, a fun and fact-filled show lined up for you tonight. First of all, starting up right out of the gate. Jerry Mayhew, director of the Saltwater Bass Series. A lot of people know it as the SBS. He's going to be with us, and he's going to be updating us on exactly what's going to be happening in the 2015 uh, season for the Saltwater Bass Series, so you're going to want to hear that. Then coming up at 542, Dwayne Pottenau. He is the uh, director of the 2015 San Diego Anglers Bay Bass Tournament, which was held just this last Saturday on San Diego Bay. He's going to update us with the results and some of the unusual things that happened over there. Then starting at 6 o'clock, you ever wonder what happened to Graphite USA and United Composites? Boy, a great name in rod building. Well, it's been taken over by a couple of guys, Randy Penny and Darren Dohey. They're going to be on with us, and they're going to update us what's happening with that great company. So we'll have them on at 6 o'clock. And then along about 6.40 or not, we're going to have the producer of the Fred Hall Shows, the ultimate outdoor experience. Bart Hall is going to be with us to give us a little update on what's going to be happening with the Fred Hall Show starting March the 4th in Long Beach. But before we get this all going, let me introduce to you the co-host of Rod and Reel Radio. First, the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT and a really fine angler in his own right. Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, welcome. Oh, thank you, John. Good evening, everybody. What a nice weekend, huh? Oh, it was a great weekend to be fishing. Uh, yeah, you know, we're going to have a little winter come for the next couple of days, but... We con- need that. Oh, considering what people are seeing in other parts of the country, it is fantastic. You know, and we want to introduce the other co-host of Ron Real Radio. She was able to take advantage of some of this nice weather because she was at the San Diego Anglers Open Bay Bass Tournament on Saturday and enjoying that great weather. She is the sales manager for Iserline and an outdoor enthusiast herself, Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, howdy. 
You know what? I have been really enjoying the weather. I went clamming, I went duck hunting, and I fished the San Diego Bay Bass Tournament this week. So I was a little busy in the nice weather. You know, well, you got the right life, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I changed a couple of baits and, you know, retied a couple and thinking about fishing, pre-fishing for the next weekend, but that's about as far as I got. <laughs> well, you know, we're, uh, Wendy, we're going to have uh, Dwayne Pontenot on from the San Diego Anglers. He's going to be on uh, telling us about there were some great storylines in that event. I know you'll have something to add to that, too. So uh, you guys stay tuned. Uh, that'll be happening at about 5.40 tonight. But why don't we get to our first guest? He is a director of the, San <clears throat> the Saltwater Bass Series, Mr. Jerry Mayhew. Jerry, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Wendy. Hi, Stan. How you doing, Jerry? Hey, Jerry. Very um, well, doing good. Hey, you know, Jerry, we've had you on uh, uh, several times in the past year, and it seems like we've followed the progression of the uh, uh, the saltwater bass series from what were somewhat humbled beginnings to I think you have absolutely one of the most dynamic season scheduled for 2015. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, you know, uh, like you say, from the beginning, it, it was, it's, you know, running tournaments and, uh, getting people to get involved. It's, it's a tough deal. Uh, I tell you what, in 2012, we started with 12 boats in Mission Bay in 60 mile an hour wind, a lot of rain. Uh, 2013 and 14, we had just tremendous growth, great sponsor involvement, uh, with 2013 and 14 and, you know, even bigger coming into 2015. Um, a lot of big things this year. Uh, we got going for the 2015 championship. Uh, really excited. Um, normally we run a uh, Mercury Angler Appreciation event in the middle of our season. We're basically going to roll that event straight into the 2015 Saltwater Bass Series championship this year. There's going to be lots of extra cash. Somebody's still going to walk away with that Mercury 115 four-stroke motor. Tons of sponsor product for the championship qualifying teams. And uh, I'll tell you what, this year uh, we're making it even easier for teams to commit. We're doing four events per region. People who like to fish Spotted Bay Bass, we have four events uh, in our Bay region, which is Spotted Bay Bass only, uh, along with an inshore slash islands region, which is four events. Hmm. And if you have a tough schedule, I have what I started, uh, a flex region where you can mix five events out of those two different regions to be able to qualify and make this championship. And I believe it's going to be a big destination this year for many of the teams. It's going to be uh, unbelievable. It's going to be something we haven't really seen in a championship. So I'm excited. <laughs> Jerry, you, you've done a lot of work to uh, put together a series that appeals to let's say the guys that are just starting out that uh, they don't feel like uh, they want to go offshore or they don't want to go to San Clemente, they don't want to go to Catalina Island, so you've got an event for them that they can easily fish and be a part of and, and share in all, all the great prizes and money that you're offering. And then for those people that are that have, let's say, elevated to the next step that want to be a little bit more adventurous. You've got something in your scheduling to challenge them also. Absolutely. You know, the Bay Region 
the last two Anglers of the Year teams, uh, 2013, 2014, uh, Brian Davis and Dave Abelin won in 2013 Angler of the Year team in a 14-foot aluminum boat. They started the season with a troll motor on the back of that thing, and uh, I tell you what, they taught everybody a thing or two, and they, they, you know, they proved you don't need a big boat to fish these bay events for spotted bay bass. Same thing with last year. Uh, we had a small Livingston boat. Skylar Crane and Justin Hugron took Anglers of the Year last year in a small boat. You know, you don't need a big boat to fish the Bay Region events. And like you say, if you do happen to have a bigger boat and you're a little more adventurous and you're, you're one of those crazy hardcore guys like, like myself, I, I can't seem to get enough. I think the last interview, I was sitting at Catalina on the water. <laughs> I remember um, that, yeah. <laughs> with you guys. So we do uh, an islands slash inshore region where they're 12-hour events. you got plenty of time to run to where you want. And these guys come back with giant bags of fish. It's uh, it's it's very impressive. But, yeah, we, we cater to everybody. And like I said, with the flex region, uh, being able to mix up events from either region to accommodate your busy schedules, there's no pre-registration requirements. You can basically show up and fish. And uh, I tell you what, guys. This year, and I just posted up an update just recently here up on Facebook and on the website, if you're a new team and you've been sitting on the fence wanting to jump into competitive inshore tournament fishing, whether it's bay bass, whether it's the sand bass calico stuff, you can show up to an event, pay no entry fee, fish alongside the SBS competing teams, just to see how you'll fare against, you know, these guys that are accumulating points for the year end. Um, you don't stand to win any money, of course, because you're not paying an entry, but you're more than welcome to hang out at the awards, be a part of the raffle. You might walk home with some really good swag. You know, you might, you <laughs> might go home with some good swag and participate in the barbecue. Um, you know, we host a very fun, friendly, unintimidating, and very inviting environment for all the uh, saltwater bass series events. It's, it's a, you know, for every person or every team that fishes it, I believe there's 10 teams wanting to fish it, uh, but haven't really, you know, made that move. So here's a chance for guys to show up just to see how they do amongst everybody else who are serious competitors, you know, fishing to make that championship. So That's uh, you pretty can go cool. to the website. What's that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's never been offered. And, you know, like I said, there's there's tons of guys that want to get involved, and they might, you know, you know, they, they, uh, this is their chance. They can at least see what it's all about without having to put any money down. They're able you know, to show up and converse with all that the that teams and, and learn a bunch. So it's, it's awesome. That's a good way to grow that, that environment with people that really don't know, you know, can I, can I really compete in this event or can I go out and catch them? You know, I want to see if I can compete with these, the, the big guns. Um, and really, Anybody can do that. You just need to go out and try it. It's a lot more fun than people know. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, what's nice about that flex region that you're offering, though, is that the fellas that'll go 60 miles one way to fish San Clemente and 60 miles to come on back after big calicos in one event, they'll still bring those boats, and that team will come, and they'll go after those spotted bay bass and and trying to load up on those 14-inch fish, and they'll go after it with the same ferocity that they go after at the islands for those calicos. So, uh, you know, fun fishing. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we we don't want to limit anybody to anything. Uh, you're, you know, every team has its strong points, and every team also wants to learn new stuff. So it's uh, it's a great uh, it's a great uh, how do you say that? It's a great setup. It's a, it gives you a lot of options. Now, Jerry, one of the things I've been impressed though with some of the things that you have done to uh, uh, fish. Uh, uh, these events like at, uh, uh, Catalina Island, you will actually make your base of operation Catalina Island other than, uh, uh, making it, uh, you know, in one of the harbors close to it. T- tell us a little bit about, uh, the strategy around that. Well, you know, I was doing that. Uh, we were basing out of two harbors and doing a one day event and it was really fun. Logistically, it was tough for some of the teams. Um, but to be honest with you, we've actually shifted back to the mainland and offered more hours of travel time. Instead of running an eight-hour event based from the island for one day, I've created a 12-hour uh, venue basically to give you plenty of time to run uh, to wherever you want to go and come back. So basically what I've done is, you know, to invite more teams to make it a little bit easier logistically for teams to show up and launch and go, uh, we we have kind of come back to basing it on mainland, but giving these guys plenty of time to uh, do what they need to do and go find the fish uh, that they bring in. I mean, like I said earlier, they, these guys come in with giant bags. Carl Erbacher and Josh Dunlap last year set an all-time tournament bass record. They had thirty just thirty-seven and a half pounds, I believe, a little little bit more than thirty-seven and a half pounds uh, for their five biggest calicos, which. Is incredible, incredible in a tournament situation. Yeah, just <laughs> unbelievable. That's so. a good day period. <laughs> I don't care how you cut it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great fishing. Yeah. Now, let's tack this down a little bit. Where will the fishermen be able to go so they can find out the information on these bay bass tournaments and then these uh, events that you're running offshore and, and start uh, you know planning their schedules if they haven't already done so uh, around your dates? Uh all the information's on the website. It's on uh, saltwaterbassseries.com. You can also follow along on Facebook. I post up quite a few updates as far as sponsor involvement, uh, sponsors jumping in, and, and perhaps if there's any changes or, or what have you, you can always follow along on Facebook. But the website, uh, saltwaterbassseries.com, will have everything there, and anybody can feel free to call me anytime. Uh, if, if I don't have my hands full, boy, I will answer the phone. Otherwise, you know, after 4 p.m., uh, I'm, I'm open. So if people have questions, you're more than welcome to give me a call. I'm pretty sure I can just about answer everything uh, that you might, uh, you know, have some questions about. So You know, one of the things that helps you grow the series, too, obviously is having some great sponsors. You've worked hard on bringing on some of the best people in the industry to stand there with you and to reward these guys. Tell us a little bit about the sponsors that are helping you along. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, I work endlessly and, and, and create great relationships with the sponsors. Uh, That's, you know, as, as stated on the website, all sponsor product, 100% sponsor product and sponsor money go right back to the teams. Um, it's, it's a great thing. I've created a platform for these manufacturers and sponsors to mesh with these teams. Uh, you know, I right now going down the list, you know, Mercury Marine, Cousins Tackle, Daiwa just jumped in for this year. AFCO, Big Hammer, Lucky Craft, Trocar, Costa Sunglasses, Cedros Outdoor Adventures. We sent eight 
people, four teams this last year down to Cedros uh, to go to Jose and Melanie's outfit down there. What a beautiful place. I tell you what, I, I could live there. I told Maria that, and she said, uh, not well, quite yet, but in due time. <laughs> hey, that, that is number one. How, how does someone, uh, uh, how are they going to earn a trip to Cedrus Island fishing with the Saltwater Bass Series? Well, you know, last year we took uh, the top three teams, and then we raffled off a team to go also, just a random team. This year we're going to do the same thing. Not as many teams, but we're going to get a team or two down there. And what we're going to do basically is Jose is going to basically credit this team to schedule for the 2016 year so that people can fit it in their schedule. It was a little tough this last year getting eight people to be able to commit two weeks later to go down to Seagrouse for some of the best fishing, you know, you could have. So we're basically going to make it a little bit easier on these teams who do win this trip in the championship. I think we're probably just going to randomly raffle off these spots. So even if you fish the championship and you don't finish in the money or in the top, you still have a chance to go to Cedros Island, you know, uh, with Cedros Outdoor Adventure package, uh, for, for, for both, you know, team members, uh, Great, so great, great people. Not only that, uh, it's a matter of finding space because in talking with uh, Melanie and Jose, they have just had tremendous response to Sagros Outdoor Adventures. And, you know, they're running a special right now. If you give them a call, they'll take $100 off the 2015 price for going on down there. But, you know, it's really space limited because the word's getting out that yeah. uh, the, these are the people to go with down there. So I, I can understand yeah. the situation that you're in. Well, hey, continue with the sponsors. Yes, absolutely. Salted Crew, uh, these guys uh, have got great direction. I, I know they're new. Uh, they're going to be supplying shirts and clothing wear. Mountain Dew Kickstart. Mountain Dew's going to jump in. We're going to have products from PepsiCo this year, uh, from Starbucks to... Aquafina water, all the Pepsi products, uh, you name it as far as beverages. And, you know, one of the biggest sponsors and supporters of the series and Mercury Marine, my biggest sponsor is Western Outdoor News. The guys over at Western Outdoor News have been a tremendous help. Chuck Buhajer, what a guy. Uh, I can't say enough about him and the support they give the series. They see, uh, you know, what we're doing for the teams and it's, it's fantastic. So I want to thank all these sponsors, you know, without these sponsors, uh, it wouldn't be as great as it is. Uh, so I really thank those guys. All right, Jerry Mayhew updating us on the 2015 Saltwater Bass Series Circuit. Jerry, it's going to be exciting. We hope to see you on the water and, and get out there and fish a couple of those. Uh, we want to thank you very much for taking some of your Sunday night to be with us. Uh Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Wendy, Stan, have a good one. And, Wendy, I've been out fishing a little bit myself. This weather's fantastic. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, thanks so much. Have a good evening. All hey, right. congratulations on all your sponsors, Jerry. You're doing a great that job. Is, uh, that is absolutely incredible. I'm just sitting there kind of shaking my head. That, that is a phenomenal group of sponsors, great sponsors, too. Not only yeah. that, they... Yeah. They give out a lot of prizes, too, and so it, it's worth the price of admission to support Jerry and the Saltwater Bass Series. Now hey, I listen, wish I hadn't sold my bay boat. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I want to remind our listeners that you're listening to Rod Reel Radio on AM 540 Radio Zion. 
Now, we've had a glitch in our live stream, so we need to apologize that we have a tremendous amount of listeners that listen to us live on the Internet. It's uh, circumstances beyond our control. We're trying to get it fixed and work with Radio Zion to get it going again because their stream is down also. And Radio Zion broadcast worldwide, so you know it's important to them. So if you can't get the uh, the show live, we ask you to uh, just be patient. Go to ronrealradio.com. Oh, probably Monday afternoon, Monday evening. We are recording the show. We will have it in the archives for you to listen to. And we'll try to get the show back up on live stream as soon as we can. So uh, apologize to our listeners around the country. Hey, but we got to stop for a minute, take a break, do a few commercials. Coming on up next, what the heck is Phil Friedman thinking? But stay tuned. We'll be right back. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert now get special savings on every f-series truck in stock 150s 250s 350s at el cajon ford we have commercial trucks too including the all-new transit connect finally a commercial van with great mileage helping your business get moving again el cajon ford worth the short drive from anywhere in southern california broadway and east main and el cajon or online anytime anywhere at el Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. I am an angler, a heroic defender of the noble sport of fishing. When I go out with my crew, we're prepared for everything, from itty-bitty mosquitoes to the biggest bass you've ever seen. Not to mention, we all wear life jackets. And with this year's drought conditions, we're also defending every last drop of water, saving lives and saving water, because the best defense is a good offense. Just don't tell the fish that. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. 
a message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. And we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Uh, co-host Wendy Toshahar and Stan Vandenberg are here tonight. I'm your host, Hopalong John Cassidy, and it is time for... What the heck is Phil thinking? And this is brought to you by Phil Friedman Outdoors. And here's the voice himself, Phil Friedman. Phil, how you doing this Sunday? On a total high. I mean, I went out for a little whale watch trip this morning, and I took some folks from the Mexican embassy here in Los Angeles who'd never been before. And, you know, I've seen a lot of whales before, so... I'm always amazed by it, but today, John, I have to tell you, we're out with Harbor Breeze Cruises in Long Beach, and we came up on a pod of 11 gray whales, all huddled up oh together, gosh. all blowing, all fluking. You know, sometimes when you get out on a whale watch trip and you're going, come on, fluke, fluke, oh, and, you know, it's lazy and it doesn't fluke, and we must have seen 40 flukes today. These 11 whales would blow, and then they would all start to individually go down for their deep dive and fluke. And just to see what it did to this little girl, Sophie, who was out with us, or little Sebastian, who was four years old, with some of the really wonderful friends we have over at the Mexican Embassy, it was awesome. I just I just cut up the video, and I'm going to have it up on Facebook at PFO. But, John, you know, some fishermen sometimes say, eh, you know, whale watch, who cares? But I'm not one of those. I, I was just amazed by it, and it was just an awesome experience. You know, Phil, uh, you know, you're right. We're all fishermen and you think, okay, you know, seeing whales breach like that and, uh, and jump out of the water. But when you're actually there and as close to them as you can get and you know what your gut feeling is, just imagine the impression that you're making on the young ones that are there on the boat with you and what their feeling is, how it might change on the creatures that live in the ocean and the respect that we should have for them as opposed to someone that's never been on the water. Well, you're so right about that. I mean, we have a saying around here, and it's you can't protect what you don't understand, and that's exactly what you just said. You, you know, some kids just never see this, so they, they have no idea about wanting to grow up and protect this beautiful ocean that we're so blessed to have and the creatures in it. And after today, I know that Sebastian for sure is going to be all over it along with Sophie, and, and Tatiana and uh, Alejandra and all the folks that are out with us. It was really a great day. And if you get a chance, take a look at the video because it's really pretty cool. I mean, you see these whales just all blown at once, and then they all fluke, and it's just really some good stuff. You know, and uh, I, I'm sure I've never been whale watching out of any of the L.A. landings, but when you go out of San Diego here out of H&M Landing, like on the uh, Sea Adventure 80 with Captain Scott McDaniels, you you're just not taking on a cruise and you're watching these majestic animals that uh, breach out of the water and and roll and tails uh, 
you know, out of the water and jumping. You get actually a whole biology lesson because not only the skipper but the crew, they've all become really acquainted with what's happening, where these uh, animals are going, and it, it's like a, an outdoor classroom. Yeah, it totally is. It's an education for everybody. I mean, you get to learn about the whales making this magnificent 12,000-mile round-trip migration from the Bering Sea down to the warm water lagoons of Baja, and there's so many interesting facts, and it opens so many new doors. And I was out there, and some guy behind me goes, Hey, Mr. Friedman, nice to see you. I hate that when somebody calls me Mr. Friedman. I feel old enough as it is. <laughs> but it happened to be uh, the kids' uh, football coach when they were playing ball at Nativity Grammar School, flag football in Torrance. And uh, it was great to see Coach Mark. He had a couple of young kids and his wife out there. And, of course, we got those two kids as, long, as well as uh, Sebastian and also Sophie to drive the boat on the way in. So I, 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 you're right. I mean, you know, I've been on the water a long time. I've seen a lot of stuff and it made a huge impression on me. John, you're so right. It must, those kids are going to be dreaming about this all night long and probably for a long time to come. You know, and, and not to beat the subject up because we're going to talk about the uh, fishing here in a little bit, but down here in San Diego, we've also been fortunate enough that they've run into a pod of orcas. There's been a pot of 11 orcas that they identified wow. that were here last year. They're here again. And then not only with the whales, but there is an abundance of uh, uh, dolphin that are out here. And they're running into occasions that they have the dolphin and the whales that are running together. And it just seems like if, if there's any such thing as them playing together and interacting together, you're also becoming a spectator to that. So it, it's just a grand adventure. Not a lot of money, not a lot of time, but, boy, worth the price of admission. For sure. I mean, I highly recommend it to everybody out there. And it's a great thing to do with the wife who may not be into fishing. It still gets you out on the water. You can still look around for those bird schools of Barracuda and everything else. Like all of us fishermen do, we have a tendency to be have an eye open for that kind of stuff while we're out there also. But it's a great time to get out with the family and experience that, John. No question about it. Well, what are you hearing about the fishing in your part of the world, going out of uh, Long Beach, Los Angeles, and, and those areas? Well, sure, there is still some darn good fishing going on. You know, out there on Cortez Bank, it has definitely started to come down. It's not as good as it was. And, of course, now that we've moved into that part of the year where you're not allowed to keep uh, rockfish, that makes it difficult out there. I mean, it's do or die on the bluefin, yellowtail, and that kind of thing. But... Still, the Toronado got back in this morning. I was down there when she came in. It's had 24 bluefin tuna on board. And uh, any other wow. time, we would be saying, wow, we've hit the jackpot, January. <laughs> and we're catching bluefin. But we've become pretty jaded, I'm afraid to say. And we got to guard against that because that still is a very special catch. And I know the San Diego boys have been doing a lot of the same. I know you've got that San Diego bite pretty well covered down there. But that colonnette bite bouncing back, good yellow fishing down there, lots of reds. Those yellows biting the yo-yo iron and the dropper loop. I was talking to the Pacific Queen last night and my friend Rick Podolak, and Rick and I have known each other for a long time. In fact, when I started uh, the fishing club at the Bishop Montgomery High School, I was a teacher there back in 85, 86, something like that, and we actually took a group of high school kids, Rick and I, to San Clemente Island fishing for their first trip. But I was talking to him, and he said, you know, that yo-yo iron fishing is tough on some people. It's a lot of work. And so a lot of other anglers who may not want to wind on that jig like that all day long are dropping a bait down to the bottom and fishing the dropper loop with the bait and doing pretty darn well. Along the uh, coast, we still down there. 
around Dana Point. There's still some yellows down there. There's yellows up here also off of the Long Beach area. It's kind of quiet because the sport boats are having such good fishing on the sand bass. They're not looking at it, but private boaters on the 150 continue to hammer out some nice catches of big grade yellowtail, and that's the key here, John. They've been beautiful. Twilight fishing last night, Monte Carlo, 22nd Street Landing, almost 60 sand bass, nice fish, 22 nice. sculpin, a calico to go along with it. There's been very good fishing. Leadhead fishing with spectra is the way to do it. You get a bite, you need to get the hook in the fish and start turning the handle because those fish, as we like to mention, live in bad neighborhoods. And they know exactly how to run you back into that structure fast. So you need to get on top of that. Rick Puentes, I talked to him. He was fishing right off one of those little piers. If anybody's ever been down to Pierpoint Landing in Long Beach, there's these little piers right like off the back of the aquarium and they extend on out toward the harbor. But the one there right off the back of the aquarium in 15 minutes, Puentes had three halibut, all shorts, but good action on swim baits. And he also had five bass, and most of those bass caught and released were legal. In 15 minutes, he said it was really, really good there. So that's looking good. Channel Islands continue to play with the yellowtail here one day, gone the next. But there's still enough of them around up there to suggest that that is a long way from over also. I think now we're going to move into a situation with some weather headed our way where that could affect things. But for the time being, John, you'd have to pinch me. And tell me that it's January because I'm not buying it. Bluefin tuna, yellows, and all this other great stuff. It's hard to believe. Well, you know, I talked to uh, Scott, uh, I'm sorry, Jacob uh, Hensley from uh, Tribute Sports Fishing out of Seaforth uh, during the week. He actually put together and went out during the week, and uh, they had 23 bluefin. But he says, John, he says, the weather actually was too good. We couldn't get any wind. We couldn't get any current. We couldn't get any drift going. And that actually hurt us, the weather being too good. So um, those fish are still there. And if you're into some winter bluefin fishing, either out of, uh, I think you'll still be doing it out of Pier Point Landing. And I've got a feeling the tribute isn't uh, finished yet. The Invicta out of uh, H&M Landing is still going after those bluefins. So the the summer of 2004 just continues. It's pretty amazing. It does. And, and I talked to the crew on the Toronado, by the way, John and Stan and Wendy, and they said all the fish they caught were loaded with red crabs and indication of warm water. So that's very, very interesting. And remember, it was just a week ago when uh, a guy threw a sardine off the back of the Toronado and hooked a marlin that jumped about three times before he lost it. A January marlin off the stern of the Toronado. He had it on light line because this bluefin fishing out there has been best accomplished by fishing the lighter monofilament, and uh, he lost it in a hurry. But, I mean, come on. I mean, this is way beyond. If, if you wrote that script and submitted it to you, John, you'd say, boy, oh, boy, I thought Phil quit drinking, you know, yeah. in January. And <laughs> there's no, Marlon, but it, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. You got it. Well, the one thing we got out here, we got all this red crab that doesn't usually come up against the bank this far until, you know, August, <laughs> but... But we've got that and krill and the, the numbers uh, of whales that are off our coast in, in that feeding situation, and plus the bluefin are still out there. Uh, even if we do get some rain from north, maybe to push some of that cool weather down, because this next one coming up is coming from the south, so we'll have to see how it, it will equate. But a phenomenal season already of what we're seeing out there with the life that's in the water. 
Uh, not only that, and as you mentioned, Stan, the yeah, bay, no doubt. I mean, it's just beyond belief. It yeah, is. there's Spanish mackerel all over the place there. <laughs> when we went off at Imperial Beach, we couldn't get our spoons down to the hard bottom where we wanted to fish because of the fact they'd be intercepted by the mackerel that were suspended between us and the bottom. And as you say, with these red crabs that are out here, uh, another reason why maybe the bay uh, fishing has not been that good because there's no reason for the sand bass right now to come into the bay because everything they want's outside. And look at the big yellowtail eating those mackerels. <laughs> there's just lots of life. Yeah, we, you know, talking uh, to Captain Chris Randall, he went down uh, to Colinette, and he says they started off slow and just never got into them. And then towards the end of the day, they just started loading up on yellowtail and came in with 84 yellowtail on, on that trip. So just doing great. Hey, Phil, I, you know, again, we're trying to put 20 pounds of mud into a 5-pound sack. Just not enough time. If people want to stay current on what's happening, get a hold of you at Phil Friedman Outdoors or listen to the Spanish broadcasting program that you have every Saturday and Sunday on AM 690. How's the best way to keep track of what you're doing? Hey, thank you, John. The best way is to check us out on Facebook at either PFO or Aventuras al Aire Libre, or you can go to www.pforadio.com and get the very latest. And, of course, you can catch me on Rod and Real Radio every Sunday. That is a big honor for me. I'm always happy to be with you, folks. Well, Phil, always accurate information, great contribution. Appreciate you being with us, especially letting us know what our friends are, are doing uh, north of the San Diego, Orange County line. So you have yourself a good week. We'll be speaking to you during the week, and thanks a lot for being with us this Sunday evening. John, Stan, Wendy, and everybody out there, have a great evening. All right. Hey, Phil Friedman from Phil Friedman Outdoors. Hey, coming up next, we're going to have uh, one of the directors of the San Diego Anglers Bay Bass Tournament, Mr. Dwayne Pontenow. He's going to uh, fill us in on what happened with the Bay Bass Tournament. Stay tuned. More Rod and Reel Radio to come on AM 540. But first, these messages. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option, no questions asked, if you're not pleased with any of their products. 
Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gumkatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gumkatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gumkatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. report on the 2015 San Diego Bay Bass Tournament. We want to let you know that this report is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Also, it's brought to you by Champ Sports Fishing and Diamond Head Tuna, and you can get a hold of all that information about Champ Sports Fishing and what's happening with Diamond Head Tuna by just going to diamondheadtuna.com. So, hey, you know, yesterday we had probably the largest participation in a saltwater event that you'll ever see here in Southern California. Really? It's an event that's been happening for 20 years, led by the San Diego anglers, and actually it has its roots for a lot longer here in San Diego. But we've got the director of the event to come on and tell us just exactly how it went off for those of you that weren't able to get there. Mr. Dwayne Pontenau. Dwayne, welcome to Rod Real Radio. Thanks, John. Well, I, I've got to ask you, you had absolutely ideal conditions. You know, you look back at some of the years that we've had, you know, freezing cold, blowing, rain, you name it. I mean, could there ever have been more perfect conditions to run your event than what you had this last week? You're correct. It was a picture-perfect San Diego day. You know, maybe four-mile-an-hour breeze was nice and warm, and the and the fishermen were out. Well, tell us what what happened. We, you know, how the fishermen do, and and what good things also happened with the kayak division because that's kind of a new wrinkle. But it sounds like you had good participation yeah. there. Yeah, we had we had excellent participation here. So as far as the tournament, it was um, uh, it was a, a little tough fishing. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, is that windy laughing in the yes, back? Yeah, that's windy. Yeah, that was windy. Uh. <laughs> yes, it was, it was a little okay. tough fishing, but uh, the guys that knew what they were doing, they did pretty well. They, um, um, uh, we dropped the limit down from five fish to three fish this year. We were thanked by a lot of people. Uh, it kept a lot of people, uh, uh, in, in interesting, thinking that they were going to win. And so we had a lot of weigh-ins. I think we had. 75 uh, teams weigh their fish. Um, anyway, um, uh, the, the top prize went to Tony Souza. He is a, a fellow San Diego angler, club member. He's a retired commercial um, uh, tuna fisherman and a crab boat fisherman. And um, uh, he just loves to fish. Um, so he had signed up for the tournament. He, he always fishes with his wife, Barbie. And um, 
And then he called me back and said he wasn't going to be able to get his boat running, something about exhaust manifold parts or something like that. And he asked if it would be all right if he was to fish the tournament in his kayak and for substitution of his broken boat. I said, well, uh, I don't see why not. He said, I want to go for the boat prizes, though. I want to go for that $2,000 from Fisherman's Landing Tackle. I don't want to be in the kayak division. Said as long as you're paying that boat fee for the for the for the for the boat prizes, I see no problem, Tony. He says, Yeah, I just want to get out there and go fishing. So he put his kayak in the water. He fished out front of Shelter Island almost all day, right inside of um of uh the the, the, the tournament event there, the big tent, and uh, he ended up winning the tournament with eight point two pounds of uh <laughs> sand bass. He just caught out front. Congratulations, Tony. Man, that is <laughs> That is an unbelievable story. I mean, uh, my gosh, but you must have been splitting hairs because with uh, 70 teams weighing fish and, you know, the largest three fish only being eight pounds, boy, there had to be a lot of people that were counting hundreds of a pound. Oh, absolutely. Um, we were just looking at that at our, at our meeting today. I mean, here's, Here's a, here's a small grouping I'm looking at right now. 4.08, 4.05, 4.04, 4.02, 4.00. I mean, there's quite a bit of grouping there. We're very lucky we got such an accurate scale, but, uh, um, yeah, we were, um, uh, we were weighing a lot of, uh, uh, weights that were just about the same. Well then, if Tony was in the open category, Correct. whoever came in second in the kayak uh, division must have gone over and kissed Tony on the lips because he was handed a big prize. Yes, that's right. That was Ken Roseberg over there. Yes, um, um, there was actually a mistake made on the leaderboard because when our guys um, were filling all the stuff out for the leaderboard, they saw one name on the uh, on the magnetic strip that we put up on the leaderboard, and they just assumed that he was in the kayak division, so they slapped him up on the kayak side. Luckily, I was supervising the board, and I said, no, 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 even though it's a single name, he's still in the boat division. So we moved him over to the boat side and pushed Ken Roseberg's, uh, um, um, his, his uh, name all the way back up to the top. So he was a pretty happy camper when he saw that. Now, second place, I think, went to a couple of young men that I've known since they were just small guys. Their dad had taken them out fishing. They have a love of fishing, and a I was so happy to see them well do well. So, who did finish uh, second place uh, in the open division? The open division, the second place team was uh, Joe and Michael Israel, uh, yeah. Joseph Israel and Michael Israel, and they have been fishing this tournament, I think, all twenty years, and they have progressively gotten farther and farther up on the scale. Uh, uh, maybe they're going to win it next year. They just keep moving up, and they're not moving down. Great. Now you had some great sponsors for this event. Tell us a little bit about some of the great prizes that the fishermen enjoyed thanks to your sponsors. Okay, well, um I have to uh, I have to uh, thank uh, Rob Butler with Vessel Assist if it wasn't for his big fat check that he gives us every year this tournament would not be what it is. He uh he is uh, our number one sponsor there and then we can go down the the prize categories, Fisherman's Landing Tackle, uh, uh, uh Fifth Avenue Insurance, uh, Abu Garcia, Crystal Bear Hotel, um, um, 
don't have the list in front of me, and I hate to start naming. I know we're going to yeah. forget them there, but uh, those are, oh, those are the top five there, and they they really help to make this event happen. Well, I got to find out who do you have to thank for that tent because if it isn't for that tent, this this program isn't half of what it is because you put a lot That's of people under that tent. How big is that tent? Uh, that tent over. is uh, it's forty foot wide by almost two hundred feet long. It's a it's wow. a, it's a circus tent basically. <laughs> and then, and then uh, there was also a sponsor there that in the event someone had a little parshness in the back of their throat, they could take care of that too. Uh yes, Ballast Point Brewery. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, they've been uh, they have been they have been. Uh, um, uh, sponsor of the, uh, for the event for probably 15 years. And, um, and, and some of our, uh, uh, people that finished in the top five, let's, let's just say the top three, they discovered that Bowles Point Brewery back in there and they were celebrating. They had a good time there. <laughs> now there were other <laughs> categories too that you had. Uh, there was a big halibut and there was a, a big spotted, uh, bay bass category. Uh, do you have the results of that? Yeah, the uh, the largest bass of the tournament was won by the the husband and wife team of Tom and Valerie Hanzus, uh, good friends of uh, of uh, Wendy. There, they caught a three point five five um, uh, pound calico bass. They actually had spent the night at my house uh, a couple of days before the tournament because I live in town. They live up in the L.A. area. They asked if they could spend the night, and they did. And they went out and scouted new areas the second day, and um. They discovered the, uh, the inside portion of the jetty where the calico live, and Tom was saying that, um, man, by 8 or 8.30 in the morning, they had three decent calicos in the boat, and the biggest one weighed 3.55. So um, they, nice. t- they took home the, uh, the money for the, the largest um, bass of the tournament, and uh, a longtime fisherman, uh, Matt McBride, and his partner, Barry Chavez, they, uh, they got a 2.3-pound spotty, which is a toad's body. Nice. Yeah, and the largest halibut was won by club members uh, Rodney Thompson and uh, David Chavez, and they pulled in a 19.59 pound halibut for a wow. jackpot nice. of uh, 860 dollars. They walked away from that hat with that Sweet. halibut. Now, were most of these fish uh, that you are aware of, uh, Dwayne, were they caught on artificials? Because I know you do allow the people to go on over the bait barge and and yes. bait up if they yes. so desire. So. What what did you hear uh, in talking with these uh, fishermen? What was caught on artificial? What was caught on live bait? Uh, most any, of them were caught on most most of them were caught on artificials, and it was just a mixture, you know, from uh, swim baits to um, uh, um, um, uh, Berkeley, you know, Berkeley Gulp type baits. There, I mean, it was just a whole it was a mixture. Everybody has their favorite, you know. When you're tournament fishing, you want to stay with your your strong suit, so as weak as the fishing was, uh, everybody stayed with their confidence baits, and um, and uh, they did well. Wow. So so uh, in light of what's happening here, had, did you guys at that meeting that you had and discussing what happened in 2015, mm-hmm. did you go, you know what, you guys want to do this in 2016? Was there uh, any talk about that? Oh, absolutely. We've already got a, a, a whole page full of things that we want to do and uh, to make them the the, uh, the tournament, improve the tournament for next year. Yeah, so. Uh, but I, I, I need to add something here, something that happened that, we, that we've never had happen before. We have a tip jar up by the Ballast Point Brewery up there, and typically it goes for Wounded Warriors fishing charters that we have uh, 
a couple every year, and I don't know what got this started here. Somebody made a challenge, but um, typically we get about a thousand to twelve hundred dollars in that tip jar, and the challenge just kept going on and on all afternoon. We had a wounded uh, a, 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 a wounded warrior out in the uh, in the um, in the uh, in the audience there. I think he's told us he's been shot three times and stabbed two times and but anyway um he made a big challenge we ended up uh collecting four thousand two hundred dollars for our, our wounded warrior fishing trip this next year which was pretty incredible we had no idea this was going to happen it was kind of spur of the moment but um we get to take those guys out of Balboa uh, Naval Hospital fishing quite a few times this year so I want to thank everybody who showed up and accepted that challenge and uh allowed these guys to be uh taking on a bunch of fishing trips this year. And not only that, you had a big raffle for everyone afterwards. What what yeah. was the big prize that was raffled off to me? The grand prize was a one it was a was a was a trip for one to a Cedros Adventures out of Cedros Island there. So somebody's gonna get to go down and fish nice. those giant calico bass for three days uh at Cedros Island here, the beginning of June. It was a it was a date specified trip and uh, looks like he'll be able to make it. And um, That's a nice. He was 15. pretty excited about winning that. And that come up at the very end. Cedros Adventures called us, wanted to know if they could be involved. We said yes, you can. What do you have to offer? And he told us what what he had to offer. And we said absolutely, you can be involved. If you're going to donate a trip like that as a grand prize, we will certainly uh, allow you to have some boot space down at the event. Well, you know, it seems like kind of obvious. Uh, you know, with just the fishermen that you have there and. You know, obviously, a lot of people, the fishermen don't stay around. That maybe you have a couple of hundred fishermen stay around afterwards. It's got to be obvious that you must have had a tremendous turnout too of general public. We did. It, the the crowd, the tent is uh, is crowded and it, and it spills out into the outside of the tent, into the open areas, sometimes into the parking lot there. But yeah, there's um there's um there's a lot of public that shows up that we. Put it on Facebook for the first time this year, and we were totally blown away by how many people like the, uh, the 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 annual Bay Bass tournament. So we're very happy to get all that good information there. And not only that, you were able to feed everyone there. Tell us, how did yes. you come up with that much food for everybody? Ah, uh, well, we got some great sponsors. The number one being uh, Iowa Meat Farms and Cecil, the the, the Cecil Meat uh, Farm out here in San Diego. Here, they donate all of the. Um, of the uh, meat products to the uh, to the to the tournament there, the kielbasa. Man, sounds like a great event, Dwayne. And uh, I know you know the San Diego Anglers, one of the premier saltwater fishing clubs here in San Diego. Tell us if, if people are interested in possibly joining the San Diego Anglers and being a part of your organization. Uh, how do they look into that? That's really easy. You can go to our website, uh, sandiegoanglers.com. There's some contact information on there, so you just contact one of the board members or uh, this year's president, Louis Almeida, and we can get you started. All right. Dwayne Potnow, he was uh, one of the directors for the 2015 San Diego Bay Bass Tournament. Dwayne, just in a, a word or two, was this a success? Oh, I would say it was a huge success. So we're already working on making it bigger for next year. All right. Congratulations <laughs> to not only the San Diego Anglers, but thank all the general public that went out there and supported this event. And uh, good to know that 2016, all they have to do is 
wait just a scant another 363 days to do it again. We're already planning it. All right. Dwayne, thanks a lot for being with us. We appreciate you giving up some of your Sunday evening to be with us live. Thank you much, John. All right. Hey, this is Ron Real Radio on AM540. Wendy Toshahar is with us tonight. So, Stan Vandenberg, I'm your host, Hopalong John Cassidy. Coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, ever wonder what happened to Graphite USA and United Composites? We're going to answer that question for you in a few short moments. And then coming up towards the end of the hour, the head executive uh, promoter for the Fred Hall tournaments, Mr. Bart Hall, he's going to be with us. So stay tuned. Still more Rod Reel Radio to come. We'll be right back. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. When you're out fishing this year, there's two ways to be a hero. You can help save lives by making sure everyone on your boat wears a life jacket. And with the drought conditions, you can help save water. Because every drop we save is another drop out there for us and our fish. So be a hero, on the water and off. There's lots of ways to conserve, and there are lots of life jackets designed especially for anglers. To learn more about being a hero, take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419. 
or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. California, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. You know, uh, over the years that uh, I've been in business, uh, we've made a lot of uh, rods, wrapped a lot of custom rods here at Angler's Arsenal and Western Plastics. We sold them under the brand uh, Mean Green. Also, we also wrapped a lot of our rods under the brand name Land's End. We have a lot of those rods still in stock. The reason why we did it is that we never had any failures, and we had some of the greatest action in rods we could ever get. Well, the company that we bought them for, you know, like a lot of other companies, kind of went to the wayside. But just a couple of weeks ago, Stan uh, found out that this company has reprieved itself. They are out there bigger and better than ever. And he invited the two fellas that are actually doing it right now to be with us on Ron Real Radio. So, Stan... I want to hand it on over to you to introduce our listening audience to the guys that are getting the job done now at Graphite USA and United Composites. I will be happy to do this. I'm going to qualify this a little bit because I have a, a fairly long history in the fishing rod world. I mean, I was on the Contender Rod Pro Staff as a take them and break them R&D guy back in 1978 with uh, Al Jackson, who was about the whacked-out genius of the graphite world. With just, uh, he'd, he'd made all the loose speed sticks and loose speed rods back then, was the, the thing of the day. And then uh, when that was sold to Pfluger, I fished for a few with Loomis Composites, LCI, um, then ended up going, I got shipped to Australia and worked with a gentleman named John McGinn, McGinn Designer Rods, which became Cape Fear, and their technology was way too labor-intensive, but extremely strong. They ended up making masts for sailboats for, for like the America's Cup boat, and the mast was so strong it broke the bottom of the boat out, but that technology was too tough to make fishing rods, but brilliance. Uh, ended up fishing after that with Dick Kantner. Uh, and Kit Kattner at Graphite USA and has unbelievable technology that was probably 20 years ahead of its time. Uh, but I, I fished with them until that was sold off um, and then ended up with St. Croix who makes their own specific style of rod that nobody else makes in their own way. Uh, extremely light and, and and I've been fortunate to work with just the geniuses around in uh, the industry over the period of years including uh, I was friends, or became friends with uh, Randy Penny and and Darren Dohe were at Seeker, and Randy was the guy that made the the black steel rods, the composites that became so so popular. The 6470, probably the best, you know, 40 pound rod out there, and and uh, then he came up with the Super Seekers, which everybody's been trying to chase uh, since then, and he made the first rail rods that were on the market. So I've been just fortunate to be able to work with and fish around the industry. And uh, in the fishing rod world, uh, but and I I know for a fact that rod performance is only as good as the design behind it. That is unequivocal in our fishing rod industry. The guys that know how to build them the right way and to put the products together the right way can make a difference in and how we fish and how the rod works, especially when you're talking about strength. The technology behind. Uh, that Graphite USA with that dual helix I learned from the Cantor family was unbelievable. And I was really happy when I heard that Randy 
Penny had picked up the the torch, uh, and and uh, Peter Williams, who had uh, picked up the United Rod thing after Hastings uh, had gone south with that, and kept it going. But Randy has picked it up, and I got a call from him, and and uh, Darren Dohey is working with him, and Darren uh, was the uh, president or the head honcho for the secret rod company that took them to places that they've never been before and put them uh, on the map again and we are fortunate to have both Darren Dohey and Randy Penny with us tonight and guys thank you for being a part of Rod and Real Radio and Randy thank you for picking up Graphite USA and the technology that is there appreciate that Stan thank you hey that's great and Darren welcome to the show do do we have to start calling you the new guy again I guess so. I, <laughs> that's just one of those things that I have a feeling is going to uh, just follow me everywhere I go. But uh, I am very thankful to be here with you guys tonight. Thank you for having us. That sounds great. You know, uh, Randy, let me start it off. Uh, you know, Stan and I have been familiar with Graphite uh, USA uh, for a long time when they were based here out of San Diego. And then, you know, obviously they they went in another direction. Uh what what was uh, the impetus behind you getting involved with this brand again and the technology that that attracted you to the United Composite uh, Graphite USA product? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Peter Williams, that was the last owner of United Composites, and I had always been pretty good friends. We'd been pretty close. I always talked to him at the trade shows, and we'd been working together in the past. Um he, when things ended up over at Seeker and, and I was looking for a new home, um, the plant was literally sitting there. It had been closed down for 15 months. It was a complete functioning blank facility. And it literally had everything still turned on. It was a matter of just walking in, turning the lights on, and going back to work. So at some given point, Peter and I realized that it was silly to have a person like me sitting at home doing nothing and to have his plant sitting there doing nothing so it wasn't too long before we worked something out and i was able to obtain the company from him uh i, I couldn't be more excited and i'm just as happy to have darren back with us also well randy mm-hmm. you, when you and i were talking you know you, you spent how many days or months here in the last little bit learning this new technology and what you could do with it with your creative side with this new technology well first off we're very fortunate because Peter sent his son Andrew Williams over, who who spent about six weeks with us and taught us their entire procedures. So then we we took some of the things that we had learned. I have two really good blank guys with me that have been in the business over 15 years, and we grafted some of the production capabilities that we had with the technical process of the Graphite USA stuff, and we really have come up with a nice mix We've got our recipes down pat. Everything is working fine. On the blank side of our business right now, we're producing at a level that the company has never seen before. Good quality, good production numbers. We just couldn't be happier. You even told me that you'd sent that all these rods that you're building, they're going everywhere around the world, but here. Well, it, it's funny, but this this product is is very uh, worldly friendly. Uh, we we have customers everywhere: New Zealand. Australia, Spain, France, Italy, uh, big constituency in Hawaii with the jigging and popping rods. And I think in all honesty, our product is probably stronger on the East Coast than it's been on the West Coast. So uh, it's quite interesting from that point of view. How fun. You know, 
you've been playing with this a little bit. Um, it, did you just, you know, go back and make the United Rods, or have you expanded into the, some new stuff? What have you done? Well, the first thing that we decided to do was not go in and change a whole lot. The Graphite USA company had such a strong name that what we opted to do was to really learn the product as it existed. But since Graphite USA, Peter and Andrew Williams had really expanded the line with the United Freshwater Rods. We have a full line of trout rods, bass rods, swim bait rods, um, you name it. And then they'd gone into the heavier stuff, stand-up fishing rods, giant bluefin rods, rail rods, um, pretty much everything at that point. So we have the complete Graphite USA line still intact, and we haven't changed anything. We're doing it the same. But, uh, yeah, since then we've played around. We've made a few blanks. One that's gotten crazy popular all of a sudden is this one we call a US-80 tile fish that we built for the East Coast. But funny enough, it probably is becoming the 50-pound rod of choice for West Coast anglers. Well, you know, guys, some of the first swim bait rods that uh, – we did back in the uh, the late 90s. We're built on the Graphite USA Mega Mag uh, uh, series, and we still have some that are wrapped here today. We still have a few blanks from Graphite USA. Uh, uh, we were taking the Graphite USA products in, and you, Graphite USA was probably responsible for making the first swim bait rods for the fishermen, you know, thanks to guys like uh, John Kerr and Mike Long and everything that, went in there and, and helped design that, and I, I think that's a legacy that uh, uh, you're going to uh, just build from from uh, from now on. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, we have some, some beautiful blanks. The UC-711 stuff is incredible swim bait blanks. We've also had the benefit of working with Dave Conway down in the San Diego area sure. and pioneering some new swim bait blanks, and, and those are working out really well for us as well. It won't be very long before we see the line of swim bait rods back on the market. We're just entering into the finished rod market. But I can tell you that they're called swim bait fanatic. Okay. So, you know, you I guess you started off doing blanks because I recall when, uh, uh, you know, we were uh, working with Graphite USA, there was not only a lot of stuff going to Europe, but there was uh, huge customers in Singapore. There were customers in uh, uh uh, Australia that were wrapping their own blanks. Are you going to emphasize making blanks only, or are we going to be seeing a line of finished rods here in the not too distant future? Oh, that's that's interesting, but it's always been our plan from the beginning to enter back into the finished rod market. And I can tell you, as recently as yesterday, the first thirty-five factory UC rods went out to the wrappers. All right, that sounds good. You know, uh, Stan was saying uh, that, uh, uh, you know, when we were involved with Graphite USA, uh, uh, and I remember going back there and watching them uh, wrap the rods and the technology behind it and what a dual helix was, are you taking that technology and have you improved upon it? Or oh, did what you get from the Cantners, was it, uh, it really even now, you know, that that technology is 15, 20 years old? Is it still considered to be state of the art? Um, I can only give you my opinion on that. And obviously, with the 18 years over at the other factory there, I figured I knew quite a bit about blank building. This has been a, um, a very interesting road. I feel this product is still way ahead of its time. 
it's very labor intensive and very technical the way that these blanks are put together. So you'll never see the giant mass production numbers that some of the other companies are capable of doing. But, but the rods are incredibly strong and it took me a while to absorb all of it and realize exactly what he had done there. And I can tell you these blanks are nothing short of brilliant. You know, uh, from my side, I, I, I spent some time with uh, Randy and Darren walking through the factory and just talking about uh, what he's been able to uh, take his brilliance and put into uh, some of the new rods and some of the building of the rods. But pound for pound, or if you want to call it that, the dual helix technology that is involved with that United Rods or Graphite USA back when is probably, yeah, if there was a, a weight-to-drag ratio built for a fishing rod, They've got it. <laughs> I think there's more yeah. horsepower built into that particular rod technology than anything else that you can build in the marketplace. It's kind of kind of funny you'd mention it like that. I've got a cute phrase for it. It's kind of a car term, but I call it now power to weight ratio. <laughs> <laughs> well, for lifting power, it was very. I mean, there was there aren't very many things out there or many rods out there, especially for the weight. And the size and the diameter that can match what you're what you're doing, I I think it's just really fun to watch where you're going to be able to go with this. I mean, you, you showed me we're going to have to take a break and come back, but we'll talk about some of the stuff that you were showing me. Right, you know, and we'll have to see if Dave Conway has it because I know somewhere there is a picture floating around of a graphite USA rod. It was a uh, I think it was a Mega Mag, the 711. They tied it to the bumper of a car. They held on to it, and the car took off, and they tried to get that rod to break, and they just could not get that rod to break. <laughs> and somewhere there's there's a picture that we got to dig up on that. Maybe, maybe David has that. Hey, this is Rod Real Radio on AM540. We're speaking with Randy Penny and Darren Dohey from United Composites. Stan, Wendy, and I, we got to take a break right now, but we'll be back right after these messages. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Are you involved in a family law problem like divorce, custody, or support? If so, it just might be time to call Bill Hockstead. 
You might know Bill as an avid angler and tournament fisherman, but more importantly to you, Bill is a family law attorney with 27 years of legal experience. Bill is certified by the State Bar of California as a specialist in family law. He understands your needs and can provide his clients with the highest degree of quality legal representation and competency while watching your budget. Remember, the more you have to risk, the more you need Bill. He practices in all the courts of San Diego County. So if you are in need of legal help, especially with a family law matter, give Bill Hogstead a call. Now here's his number, 619-212-1985. That's attorney Bill Hogstead, 619-212-1985. Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom, and open and crews about not being able to catch a barracuda. So he went back to his shop and he designed some of the best swimming slow wine surface jigs I'd ever seen. One of them being the PEP 5, which is probably an iconic jig at this point. Um, the killer jigs, on the other hand, um, those were, were very interesting in the sense that they were old copies of very good surface irons that are no longer in production, like the bartender, the explorers, things of that nature. And along the course of life here, I've acquired both companies, and we're, we're bringing them back on a full manufacturing basis at this point. We're just now getting the plant set up to where we can fully produce those as well. Well, you had several different versions of different old baits down there um, that kind of were in the works there that people used forever and then that's in the surface base is what we're talking about that uh, that surface iron um i think the guys offshore here this year could be a bonus bonus trip here for for the guys that like to throw the surface iron he had a lot of nice old stuff in there that he'd redone undone and you're bringing back to the marketplace yeah there, there was a lot of it that because it was just such a such a niche little local thing that had never been seen like we have this one jig it's about four and a half ounces and it's a copy of the PEP five, but it weighs four and a half ounces. And I honestly believe it's going to be the big yellowfin tuna skip jig of the future. The thing is unbelievable the way it swims. Wow. Right so we've got some really neat things coming. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll vote for that. I saw some wonderful, wonderful stuff down there along with the, the new, well, your new twist to, to the phenomenal technology that was available through, you know, by the way, this is a patented technique that they own. Um, it's not something that everybody can just go out and do or 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 make because it is a learning process one and to learn how to do it the right way and to build something the right way with this. Uh, but okay, so where can our audience, where can our listeners um, see your rods? Are you going to be at any of the trade shows coming up or can they stop by and take a look? Um, let's let Darren take that one. Well, I, I, hi, Wendy. Good to hear you on the radio again. Um, the uh, the rods will be released very very soon. Um, the blanks right now, because because our industry has has had a shift over the last 
20 or so years where where not as many people are building custom rods. There's not uh, as many people going to stores and buying blanks, buying guides, thread, and all the things that need to go into building a custom rod. Uh, there are fewer stores with blanks. Um, I will tell you that the every store has been looking forward to us introducing the finished rods. Uh, they will be available from San Diego all the way up to Santa Barbara and uh, in the different stores out there. But uh, it's going to be a very slow release. I think Randy had um, mentioned earlier that this, because of the processes, uh, keeping production overall production quantities relatively low, we're not going to have a zillion different uh, uh, models or a, a, a lot of different dealers out there that are carrying them, but uh, one thing that the listening audience can do is to to dial into our Facebook page, stay stay aware of what's coming out and where the product is going by um, by reaching out to us on Facebook. That's a really really great resource for us. Uh, we actually are in the process of putting together a new web page with all the new information, and that will also have a dealer locator. Uh, my guess right now is that the uh, the folks down in San Diego are probably going to get the first flash of, of finished goods uh, through their area, and then we'll be working our way north northbound from there. Man, that sounds exciting. Uh, uh, I know that you know for fishermen like myself, and even with my involvement with the the old company, my my knowledge of the product just kind of ended abruptly at a particular point in time, and. And you fellas have come along and really expanded the product line for both freshwater and saltwater. For the dealer standpoint, how's the best way for a dealer to acquaint themselves with what you're doing so we could get uh, on the ground floor and start getting some of this product into our shops? Well, the uh, amount of materials that we have available to send out is is relatively limited. Again, we've we've just been working on this project for about seven months now. But if you do get in touch with us, either by contacting us at the office by phone, uh, I can I can give you guys the phone number later. But if you reach out to us by phone or by email, or again by Facebook, we can send out uh, product descriptions and product pricing. To any of the dealers that are that are listening right now, um, we we definitely uh, encourage you guys to at least reach out to us to get the information because uh, there have been some significant uh, additions to the line that are going to be great for the season ahead of us. I think that all of us are looking forward to and hoping for a repeat of last year, and if that is, in fact, how this uh, year is going to go, 2015, we have some of the very finest product that's going to catch a lot of fish for a lot of anglers, and uh, they're going to be rods that you can rely on for the next, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. Well, i got to tell you, I'm excited because as not only a retailer but a manufacturer, since we had two lines that we were marketing uh, under... Uh, the name and using the product when the, when the product dried up obviously we still had to try and go to other places and i've got to tell you the last thing you wanted to do was to you know launch a product line have it be successful and then take a step down because of the fact that you you couldn't get the product that you started with and you had to you know start 
filling in in other areas, and it's great to know that we're going to have available to us a product that's not only as good, but it sounds like from what I'm hearing from you guys that is actually going to be much improved. I'm really excited for that, and I'm excited for the fishermen, especially those that grew up on that brand name. That This is uh, really good news, uh, uh, Darren and, and Randy, and we've got to congratulate you because I know it's got to be a, a like giving birth to a, a new child. Uh, just a lot of things good happen and some things that aren't, but all, overall everything is is pointing to be really positive. Well, yeah, yeah I, I agree with have, you. Uh, I think we have a that. really, really exciting future ahead of us. Uh, uh, the folks that have been very early adopters to bring the product back into their stores, uh, they're very excited about it. We're, we're finding that uh, the sell-through has been quite good. And, um, you know, the like you say, the name really does speak for itself uh, out there in the areas that uh, we're very keen on Graphite USA. Now, of course, the name has been changed to United Composites, but uh, uh, as a company, United Composites never did launch a finished finished rod. So that in and of itself is going to be very new uh, for people to see what we come out with. And I will tell you that the very first ones that Randy is putting together, it is absolutely stunning uh, how light these rods really are and to know how strong they are on top of the weight aspect of it um it's going to be something that people are going to want to keep their eye out for from well, my guys, side you, from my on. side i look at what they've done there's new i mean one it's the old technology the super the strength that, that can be built into the fishing rod with the new products that are available in the marketplace they can make a huge difference in a fishing rod, uh, and and I'm proud to be able to call these two gentlemen friends too. I mean, I, I God, I really, I'm so happy that things have gone the right way. You know, it's kind of coming from my roots working with Cantners and and Graphite USA back when, to see it come back out and to see what they've done and going forward. I think the world is really going to be impressed when they finally get their product on the marketplace. You guys are just just going to be blown away. That sounds great. Now, Darren, you say the best place to keep uh, track of what you're doing is on Facebook with the United Composites, and then uh, you'll have the website up uh, fairly soon to uh, give us a more all-inclusive idea of what you guys are doing. That, that's right. Um, and, and if anybody needed to get in touch with us regarding information on any of the uh, blanks that are currently available or wanting information on the upcoming finish rods, they can always contact us at the office. The uh, phone number there is is 714-898-7500, and uh, we'll be happy to take your call, uh, get you the information that you need by email or by regular mail, and uh, we're really looking forward to embracing the consumer just like we had at the previous company. I, I will tell you that um, the... People really, really are going to be very, very happy with uh, with what we've done and uh, what we're bringing to market. Well, Randy and Darren, if you don't mind, can we check in from time to time just to see what's doing, and you can update us on all the good things that are happening there? Um, yeah, absolutely, and there's nothing that would make me happier than to help you with your mean green rods again. Oh, you know, I, I probably have, uh, I'm going to say I have 40 
uh, Graphite USA wrapped rods. Maybe we'll bring them on over so you can see what a lot of them look like. So I appreciate your help. We look forward to working with you, and we'll be checking in with you from time to time. And, guys, thank you very much for giving up some of your Sunday night to be with us. No kidding. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank All you right. very much. Hey, this is Rod Real Radio on AM540. Next coming up is the producer of the Fred Hall Show's Ultimate Outdoor Experience, Bart Hall. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. I am a heroic angler. I can bait a hook with my eyes closed, cast to a spot the size of a dime, and reel in the biggest monsters of the depths. And not only do I make sure everyone on my boat wears a life jacket, I make sure we're saving water. Because every drop we save means more water for our fish. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for a fish, except kiss one. Well, there was that one time, but I don't kiss and tell. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, Southern California, we do want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. And got this question for you. Have you mar uh, marked off March 4th through 8th on your calendar? If you haven't, you should. Because coming to the Long Beach Convention Center is the largest consumer outdoor show in the United States and maybe even the world. It's coming to Long Beach. It's a Fred Hall Ultimate Outdoor Experience Show. And we have with us the producer of the show, Bart Hall. Bart, welcome to the show. Well, hi, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, it is always a pleasure to have you. Stan and Wendy are with us tonight. And I guess the first thing we have to ask you, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, General Manager Mike Lum on with us. And he was telling us that vendors wanting to get into this show, uh, he couldn't handle the number of vendors coming in. How is that going? Is it going to be the biggest show ever, do you believe? Well, it, it's, it's uh, you know, we only have so much space, and we have filled up all the space before, but it's going to be the best show ever, I believe, because of the quality of the exhibitors and the fact that the um, 
the, the better exhibitors have taken more space, and it's just going to be full of really cool stuff. <clears throat> and in that sense, we believe it'll be the best show ever. Man, that is great. I know uh, everyone is a buzz. They're waiting for this show to come on. It, But, you know, the thing that we've got to tell people that it's just not a show for the, you know, the diehard fisherman or the diehard outside outdoor guy, the guy that dressed in camo 360 days out of the year. It's also a very family-oriented show. <clears throat> well, John, here, here's the way I like to describe it. And, you know, I've been to lots of shows around the country. That's sort of my job. And uh, it's the largest consumer fishing show in the world. But it's also California's largest boat show. We're going to have more boats on display at uh, at Long Beach than you'll see under any roof in California. It's also uh, probably the one of the largest and certainly the most fun international travel show, and it's the finest hunting show in Southern California. So we have other things too, like dive and some off-road stuff, and and uh, that's why we call it the ultimate outdoor experience because. It's not just one of anything. It's it's an amazing outdoor adventure show. And, of course, the, the model that my father started in uh, 1946 was that we're going to provide a full day's worth of family entertainment at these shows. And we do. We spend a lot of money to do it, and we think people have a good time. You know, the fact that they come year after year and the generation... California.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, Southern California, we do want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. And got this question for you. Have you mar uh, marked off March 4th through 8th on your calendar? If you haven't, you should. Because coming to the Long Beach Convention Center is the largest consumer outdoor show in the United States and maybe even the world. It's coming to Long Beach. It's a Fred Hall Ultimate Outdoor Experience Show. And we have with us the producer of the show, Bart Hall. Bart, welcome to the show. Well, hi, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, it is always a pleasure to have you. Stan and Wendy are with us tonight, and I guess the first thing we have to ask you, a couple of weeks ago we had uh, General Manager Mike Lum on with us, and he was telling us that vendors wanted to get into this show. Uh, he couldn't handle the number of vendors coming in. How is that going? Is it going to be the biggest show ever, do you believe? Well, it, it, it's, it's uh, you know, we only have so much space, and we have filled up all the space before, but it's going to be the best show ever, I believe, because of the quality of the exhibitors and the fact that the, um, the, the better exhibitors have taken more space, and it's just going to be full of really cool stuff. <clears throat> and in that sense, we believe it'll be the best show ever. Man, that is great. I know uh, everyone is a buzz. They're waiting for this show to come on. It, But, you know, the thing that we've got to tell people that it's just not a show for the, you know, the diehard fisherman or the diehard outside outdoor guy, the guy that dressed in camo 360 days out of the year. It's also a very family-oriented show. Well, John, here, here's the way I like to describe it. And, you know, I've been to lots of shows around the country. That's sort of my job. And uh, it's the largest consumer fishing show in the world. But it's also California's largest boat show. We're going to have more boats on display at uh, 
at Long Beach than you'll see under any roof in California. It's also uh, probably the one of the largest and certainly the most fun international travel show, and it's the finest hunting show in Southern California. So we have other things too, like dive and some off-road stuff, and and uh, that's why we call it the ultimate outdoor experience because it's not just one of anything. It's it's an amazing outdoor adventure show. And of course, the the model that my father started in uh, 1946 was that we're going to provide a full day's worth of family entertainment at these shows, and we do. We spend a lot of money to do it, and we think people have a good time. That you know, the fact that they come year after year and the generation upon generations of growing up loving these shows probably as much as I do um, attests to the fact that we provide uh, stuff for their families to do while they're there. You know, we have, of course, the, you know, the Mammoth Lakes trout fishing, we do that. But we have air gun ranges and archery and and, and we have uh, shows, you know, the Jack Dagger, the King of Fling, the knife-throwing artists, and we have the Ultimate Air Dogs. And you can you can try out Hopi kayaks on the lagoon. You can cast with the vet and Shimano, and and you could do uh, you could just keep your family busy, having a really good time uh, all the time you're there. Plus, we're going to do over 400 seminars in five days. Ooh. That's an amazing thing. We're going to have the the head of the fishing game down there doing a seminar. We're going to have uh, you know panels from Mammoth Lakes, and um, and we have great bass fishing seminars, and we have great saltwater seminars, and we're going to have some guys from Wicked Tuna. And we just we keep it all busy, and and you really can't do it in one day. You if you want to see everything and you want to go to quality seminars, you're going to have to spend more than a day at this event. I think it's you know, a good idea to come he, back. He yeah, is. come back maybe two or three times, depending on what you want to learn. Yeah, that's you know, the thing. Bart you know, you, is totally right. Yes, Wendy. I, I, what? Bart is totally right. I get to go all over to go see trade shows also. And there is not one that I have found that has been as close, anywhere close to all the shows, all the uh, all the seminars, all the activities there are to do. You need all five days in order to see every single bit of the show, and you still probably don't have enough time. Yeah, that's that's the that is the problem with Long Beach. It's uh, it's really a monster, and we have people now coming uh, into the. Uh, you know, the entire sports arena is full of boats. Now, there are lots of boats in the exhibit hall as well, but we, we have people that come to the show now, and all they do is go into the sports arena and look at boats. They're, they're simply boat owners, and they're not, they're not really interested in the other things we offer. But that's okay. That's, that's part of the thing. That's why it's California's largest boat show. And uh, so we, we really try to provide something for everyone who's interested in the outdoor lifestyle. You know, my favorite part is the travel part. I, I love the travel part. It's so much fun to go visit all those individual destination resorts, the hundreds of them are that are there, and, and meet the people and kind of dream about where you want to go. And I do that. I'm, I'm assuming other people do that, too. And, uh, you know, little things like we don't even get to talk about much. Like we probably, not probably, we do have the greatest marine electronics section of any show that I know of. It's it's unbelievable. We have stuff, we're going to have some stuff unveiled out here that, that hasn't been seen before uh, on the West Coast at our show. So um, it, it's really pretty amazing. It, it's hard to talk about. I, I made bullet points the other day, and they took up two pages. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a part, uh, also one of the things I've always appreciated is that 
not only are there great deals on a lot of outdoor gear and fishing tackle and everything like that, but you purposely invite the manufacturers to come and to set up their own booths. So, like, if I, let's say, um, have a question uh, about an accurate reel, normally Jack Nielsen could be over there from Accurate, not trying to sell me anything, but he can tell me about that reel that I have or the, the people from Avid or Shimano or whatever it is. There are so many manufacturers there that are there on just an information-only basis. It, it's just phenomenal. Well, that was a business model that my dad set up a long time ago. And our, our idea is that if you're a manufacturer, we don't want you just stuck in a retailer's store. You're going to get lost. I mean, the retailer can't handle the thousands of items that are on display. You know, he can sit there at the cash register and take the stuff. But that that's not the point here. This is not a swap meet. We do have great deals. We do sell lots of product. We sell more product than anybody in five days. But the, the real goal is to promote sport fishing. That is the only goal of this event. And the way you do that is by having the manufacturers, the experts in their products, there to promote sport fishing to the public. It's one of the reasons we have 400 seminars. But it's all, it's, the other reason is we want those factories there so they can talk directly to people and tell them about their products. Because no dealer ever carries 100% of the manufacturer's products. But this is the manufacturer's opportunity to really show their complete line. You know, that all the destination people, once, once they pick up that tackle, you gotta, you gotta find a place to go fish with it. And there's no other better place than the Fred Hall Ultimate Outdoor Experience Show to go to 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 find out what's happening in Alaska or Canada or Mexico or or a number of other exotic places around the world. Yeah, it it really is and uh you know there's uh there's a lot going on both in hunting and fishing. You know, we have some really not great outfitters there that you you can book a hunting trip. We have you know hundreds of of destination resorts and fishing and and like I say that is really my favorite part because I like to travel and I like to go fishing and hunting different places, and you just go there and kind of plan your next vacation. It's it's really a lot of fun, I think. Well, you know, I've been involved with the Fred Hall Show with sponsors, I think, since the mid to late 70s. Um, well, I have been. The fun part for me is just what you were talking about before, you know, how the electronics people are bringing things that you'll never, you haven't seen before. That's the best part of of this show in Long Beach is one, it's the biggest one in maybe the United States, but it always offers the, the manufacturers bring what's new to our industry and showcase it here. Whether it's on the market yet or not is another story, but you get to find stuff and, and sometimes buy the stuff before everybody else gets to utilize it. And certainly, you get to see things that you've never seen before. They, there are always things that aren't sold on the West Coast, let's say, at all the tackle stores. We don't have that many tackle shops anymore. If you go to the show, you will see stuff, I guarantee you, going booth to booth to booth. If you just take your time, you're going to learn a lot, one, and see things that you've never seen before. Well, I totally agree with that, and and that's what we think. That's what Mike and I are talking about when we're talking about this is going to be the best show ever. There's more quality items and, and more things that manufacturers want to show you at this show than I think we've ever had before. 
It, it's really going to be exceptional on all fronts, on fishing, on boating. There, there's, there's cruisers that have nothing to do with, with fishing. Cutwater cruisers are introducing two of their newest models at this show. Nowhere else in the country are they doing it. They're doing it here. So, you know, the, the manufacturers have taken note of the, of the quality of people that attend the Fred Hall Show and the fact that these people are coming to learn stuff and to participate in outdoor recreation. And and they're bringing their products. They're bringing their products to show you. And, and you, you they, they actually, you can buy them there, but they would actually prefer it if you go to your local retailer and, and buy it later. Uh, that's that's the whole point here. So what we're trying to do is educate you about the products, educate you about fishing, about boating, about hunting, about travel, and then you get to make your own decision. And uh, we, it's been a pretty good formula so far, and, and we think we're really excited <laughs> about this year. You know, this is the greatest fishing year we've had in, in over 30 years, and, and, and just the stories alone that you're going to hear on the show floor are going to be worth the price of admission, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's going to be great. Hey. Hey, Bart Hall, From in the next coming weeks, I know we'll have uh, more on the particulars on what's going to be happening at the Fred Hall Ultimate Outdoor Experience shows. The first one starts so off in Long Beach. You want to give us the particulars on that show so our people can start marking their calendars on just exactly when they want to be there? Well, we're, we're there from March 4th through the 8th, uh, which is a Wednesday, and we end on Sunday the 8th. And uh, during the week, we're open from 1 to 9, and on Saturday, we're open from 10 to 9, and on Sunday, we're open from 10 to 7. And uh, uh, really, uh, you should probably try to get there as many days as you can. Um, uh, it's, uh, uh, we have, uh, you know, the parking is uh, pretty good. You know, we, we use the, uh, the, uh, uh, the convention center parking, and then we have parking at the aquarium in the Pacific, and we have parking at the you know, big parking lot, and we utilize all of the hotels around. So it's pretty easy, pretty convenient. We run shuttles outside parking lots into the uh, into the place, so it's uh, it's pretty good. All right, and you know I can just tell the people: do not plan just to come there for a couple of day uh, hours after work or something like that. This is going to be uh, an experience that uh, you'll want to really absorb everything that's happening. You can't do it in a few hours. So start coming during the middle of the week and then come with your buddies and your friends during the weekend and, and enjoy all the activities because not only is it a fishing show, it turns out to be actually one heck of a party. And I know, you're, I know you're busy there, Bart, but I know you really look forward to these shows and 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 enjoy putting them on. Well, I love to see all all the manufacturers and all the anglers and and all you know all the people enjoying it. That's that's a lot of fun for me. That's what I you know that's what I want to do. That's, I want to see everybody having a good time and, and, and enjoy themselves and learning about what we do. Well, Bart, as we get closer to the uh, the opening date of the Long Beach Show, I'd like to invite you to come on again and tell us uh, about some of the particulars of uh, just exactly what we're going to have to see over there. And I just appreciate you taking some of your Sunday to be with us to tell us about the upcoming show. Well, thanks for having me on. And when I talk about the particulars, I'll have to write them down because there's too many to remember. <laughs> 200 bullet points, buddy. 200 bullet points. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, that's it for tonight on behalf of Stan and Wendy and Jr. and Ben here in L.A. And always in memory of Big Tuna Bill, 
We want to thank you very much for being with us and listening to Ron Real Radio. If you listen to us on the live stream, I'm sorry. We've had some problems. Uh, Radio Zion has just not uh, been able to work them on out yet, but they are working on it because you got to realize the Radio Zion broadcast and AM 540 is heard round the world. And Ron Real Radio, maybe not so much, but we've got a lot of listeners all over the country and a few around the world too. So we want to invite you to be back with us next Sunday night at 505 for more Rod Real Radio. So on behalf of everyone, good night. Stay safe. We look forward to talking to you again next week. We're out.